friend I've known the longest if I think about the shit that we've done in my life <laughs> it brings me happiness it truly does and I hope there's like a, a lot more uh, adventures to come as the other cat runs out the door and the other, the other cat's just curious watching watching ready to follow symbolic once again Yeah, the cat followed. One, one, um, just vague memory that comes to mind was that Magic Mountain rave that we were at in the 90s. Man, just bringing it back. And then there was great, babe. Dude, me and you did so much shit. I'm glad you're still alive. And I miss you, dude. Alright, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Great bait three. <laughs> oh my god. So much shit we did. Oh, here's some cocktail twins. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I miss your old apartment. Hanging out in the friggin' that area with Arn below. Dee and all around there. Dee Dee. Ricky Kane. <laughs> so much shit. So much shit. Anyways. Alright. Okay. This show's going to be about anxiety. And how to deal with anxiety. 
because uh right the maintenance guy yes i love how like when you when you talk with your friends like you you, you just the uh, pj the guy with the bike dude pj crackhead with the bike it's when you see your friends and, and you, they like fill in the, the spots that you've lost you know like i hadn't seen my friend mitch robinson in, in like probably like 15 years and then i saw him on uh, somewhere out in the world and, and it's just all it was like once I saw him all of these memories that uh, had been lost just had filled in you know and it's magical it's like our computers come together and we all syncopate into uh, you know back into those times it's cool anyways okay so this show's gonna be about anxiety and uh, I didn't believe in anxiety before the pandemic. I'm a pretty relaxed, chill person, and uh, I witnessed my friend uh, having an, an, an a, a panic attack at work, and I, I didn't understand. And I just walked up and I was like, "Take a deep breath. This is this is all this is shenanigans. This is all in your brain, you know." And I'm glad you're here, Mike, because uh, I'm going to touch on some of the shit that that we did growing up. This is perfect that you're here, actually. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that I feel that if you have anxiety, you're weak, but uh, growing up, especially with Mike, we did a lot of martial arts, and in doing that, we had to meditate a lot. We had to just sit and meditate and, and really look into ourselves, and almost like a forced Taoism, a forced Buddhism, uh, and really just at the age of like 15, training our brains to handle things like anxiety so if we ever came in a fight we could we could be able to calm down and handle that situation instead of panic so i've always been able to maintain that you know state of oneness but uh as soon as you know uh, honestly the soon as as soon as 2000 like 20 started and i saw that all of china was shutting down like I, I knew that something was completely different and some something was totally wrong and I understood just when they said that like certain cities in China were shutting down I understood that like the world was gonna fucking change like forever and I, I foresaw like from that day on that like oh yeah well China's shutting down the rest of the world's gonna shut down and the consequences of that is just crazy and that uh that didn't give me anxiety it made me just think wow this is a time of craziness and uh then the covid covid19 happened all the stuff happened and uh if you watched other episodes of this show i talk about how yes i got vaccinated even before it was fda approved uh and I had allergies to uh, certain foods, and I, I, I lied about those allergies, and I still went and got the vaccination, and uh, good or bad, I don't know what it was, but it, it started giving me breathing problems, so that started leading to anxiety, and so then I had this anxiety, so I'll explain it. So. You know, I'd try to sleep after like the second shot, and even the first shot, I felt weird. 
like my chest just felt all like I, it felt super tight and uh coincidentally I had COVID way before we knew what it was so it was just like it was it was whatever so I I couldn't sleep at night for like two days in a row maybe three days in a row and I tried to remain calm couldn't remain calm and uh then about three o'clock in the morning like some random night I just got up and I, I couldn't I just hadn't been sleeping and I couldn't breathe and I would freak out and and I would start just kind of pacing through my apartment you know and I would just I didn't know what to do and I I, I need to get like fresh air and I was like, what the, what is going on? And I would like open the window, you know, and I try to, I try to calm down that way. And here we go. Here's some, some anxiety that I've never really thought about before. And, and, uh, it just didn't even occur to me because I'm so much in this moment that I'm kind of spinning around my apartment. And then I, I unlock the door to my, my front, my front, you know, to the apartment. And I'm literally like just in shorts and no shirt. And I'm starting to walk out the door, and it's 4 a.m. And uh, my my fiance looks at me and she says, "Where are you going?" And I'm just like, "I I gotta I gotta go, I gotta go. I don't know where, but I gotta go." And that's scary because uh, I didn't know where I was going, but I just didn't want to be in the house. So that's where things get little, you know. For me, I needed to cool down. I needed my brain to just like process information that you know. Like, I'm like, why can't I breathe? What am I going to die? All these things start rushing into my head. Uh, COVID-19, people losing their job. Like, everything just starts spinning at you all, especially with the slept, sleep de deprivation, you know? And, uh, hi, Julia. And, uh, yes, I needed air. And, and it wasn't even that. I just needed a sense of, like, that the world was just okay outside of my little, like, four walls and I don't know if that's a result of just being stuck inside so long from this pandemic and, and being sheltered and having these you know six feet away type deals or is it just uh I don't know so uh as as uh it got worse I actually ended up going to a doctor doctor gave me some like antipsychotic and I don't take anything. Like I don't, I don't, I can't smoke anything. I can't drink anything. I, I'm like, I, I have to drink these body armors just to stay like, you know, I'm really boring. And so in saying that, this doctor gave me this antipsychotic. I took the antipsychotic. Uh, she said, this is gonna block the, uh, the effect of the vaccination. And I went to work, got super sick, dehydrated, ended up in the hospital long story short they did all these tests on me and after a while they're like you're good to go like you're okay you know and I think once I had like three doctors telling me I was okay that I figured you know I'm gonna live but in saying that now I gotta paint a backstory of something else uh I've had several close friends of mine pass away and uh my best friend you know Robert Kavanaugh, he just passed away in March, and he was my best friend ever. He was like, he was a roadie for the band that I work for, and he he just me and him did all this crazy shit together. And uh, I think the second episode of this this podcast in the first season is just a whole thing about him. Once you have someone really close to you 
leave, it just starts make, making you question everything. And, and uh, when I started getting sick, I was just like, dude, am I going to follow my best friend? Am I going to where he's going subconsciously because I miss him? Like all these things start to enter your mind, you know, and uh, that's anxiety. And I think, you know, I'm giving you some examples of, you know, what anxiousness feels to me. I think anxiousness is different to to everyone. And uh, one of my friends who works with me, he's a driver, and he, he says that he, he gets anxious from being in traffic. And uh, me, I'm the complete opposite. I am, you know, traffic for me, being on the road, driving, I'm so comfortable. I love it. I feel just like, you know, navigating with others. It's just like, you know, we all follow these rules and, and, and saying that it, to me, it's a reliever of anxiety. I, I, I enjoy it. I actually enjoy racing, which is not prohibited, but I really do. I, I enjoy racing. Uh, it makes me relieve stress that way when I'm racing. I wish there were more places where you could just take your car and just race other people. So in saying that, we all go through different bouts of anxiety and how we handle that. And uh, whatever makes my, like my friend, he being in traffic, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how are you driving and being in traffic? This is, this is crazy. And he's just like, well, there's a drug for that. And they give me this drug. And, and to me, I'm just like, I, I don't like to take anything like that. I would never want to take like a Zoloft or anything that would really make my mind alter in a different way. But this is just my perspective of reality, you know? So everyone's mind is their own perspective. And sometimes what scares them, you know, might not scare me. And sometimes people are willing to, to you know, do things to, you know, help them along, which is, which is great so some of the things that I try to do to help with anxiety is uh, is just create you know like create whatever whatever I'm interested in in that moment you know for example the podcast I, I can't play music with my friends I can't go out in the world so I have this podcast I'm creating something and in saying that in the next two hours, I'm going to sit here and talk to you guys. And uh, that makes me get out of the mindset of sitting around and doing nothing and thinking about the things that could go wrong. And I think that's what anxiety leads to, fear, you know? And sometimes when you're just at home doing nothing and watching TV, things start to just creep up on you. And uh, when you're doing things... I think your mind just naturally breaks off that, you know, anxiousness and uh, and depression. Because I think, uh, you know, definitely depression comes with anxiety. Julia says, everyone manages differently. I completely agree. And fear of the unknown. And definitely. I, I like the fear of the unknown. It gives me that... that um, this boost of excitement just for, I, I, I love adrenaline. I, I love the adrenaline boost, but I don't like to be scared, you know? I hate to be scared, but I think that a lot of people are, they, they think too much 
and like Julia, you're a great photographer, right? Uh, I'm sure when you go out and take, you know, take photos that that's relieving your form of, you know, anxiety if you have any. And just like for me, when I get to play my guitar, when I get to, to share anything, you know, that lets me fulfill my artistic endeavors, it, it helps me relieve my anxiousness. And uh, I was watching this TED talk and this, this woman, Olivia Rames, she just said, you know, if you're gonna do something, don't be afraid to do it, just, just do it badly. Even if you even if you just start something and you do it badly, like I'm gonna give you a prime example. I have to make a, a beat for my friend, uh, like a a cowboy beat, a really like what is it? A cowboy folky beat, kind of like something that's that's I'm playing right now, and uh, it shouldn't be hard, but I I I wanted to start it ten minutes before this this podcast and that's how my mind works my mind works where I'm like I want to do everything at once and uh I don't think that's anxiety I think that is like a lack of direction and probably some some HD whatever I don't want to prescribe my mind with anything but for me uh you know it's like I almost try to fight myself and battle myself and want to do two things at once instead of just focusing on one thing and just doing one thing badly you know, like this podcast, I'm doing it badly. And then saying that, who cares? I'm still doing it. And once I'm done with this, I'll hopefully start, you know, the beat that I'm supposed to work on for my friend. And doing that, that'll keep me up till maybe three in the morning. And then I'm entertained till three and I jump in bed and, you know, tomorrow's Sunday and maybe, you know, as long as you keep yourself entertain funky foxes and uh you know you keep yourself going whether even if it's just looking at people's pictures on instagram whatever it is whatever it is whatever these things that that you know make you happy you got to focus on them you know i I have another best friend and he's going through some really tough things right now and and uh you know he, he told me he's like i i my wife, she, I told her about all these, these things that are going to happen and, and they're negative things and they're, they're, they're happening. And I said, well, okay, well, dude, you're powerful, man. Like I believe in you. So why don't you tell your wife that, you know, more positive things are going to happen, you know, like you're going to win the lottery if that's what you want, or you're going to have more kids or your kids are going to graduate or your mom will live till a million years old. You know, and I think our mind and our thoughts have power. And yes, negative shit comes in and out of our our heads at all the time, but it's what we hang on to, you know? If you hang on to all that negative, you know, negative thinking that, you know, this world's going to be horrible and it's going to burn and all the stuff, then you're giving in to fear. And that's a form of anxiety as well. And I feel that, you know, especially with Mike Otto, we have experienced so much, so many things that should have killed us a long time ago, me and me and that guy especially. We've done so many things where we've just tested the balance of reality at a very young age that most people would, uh, 
would have not handled what we did. And now being older and being an older adult, I look back at those things and, and, and I, I, I'm grateful that I did at that, that time. And some of those things opened my mind to realize that uh, you're not going to live forever, you know? And when you realize that you're not going to live for, forever, that, that also, you know, that, that makes you, you know, realize that there's nothing to be anxious about. You know, and that's where, you know, they start talking about these things like uh, microdosing people that, you know, have PTSD or anxiety. And I've never, you know, done microdosing or anything like that. But when I was younger, yes, uh, stepping out of, you know, going to these raves and just being with my friends and, and testing certain things, you definitely feel uh, the grass growing. You know, you feel the tree growing, you feel the grandmother, you know, raising her grandson or granddaughter, you know, you, you, you feel the snails, like you feel it all. And you, you feel the history that's come before you and will go after you. And all of a sudden your ego isn't so fucking great. And, and you realize just, you're just this moment in time. And no matter how great that you get in your little ego shell right now, it doesn't mean a fucking thing because in a hundred years from now, no one's going to give a shit. You know, I, I don't feel that anyone in our generation has, you know, the balls or the guts to change anything in a real way right now. And, and I'm not saying that that's a negative thing, but I think, I think that everyone is caught up in a state of fear and anxiety, especially from this pandemic. You know, they, you know, I don't want to make this just all about, you know, the pandemic, but uh, life has changed. And so people are getting desperate. The world's kind of turning into Mad Max. So this is where this anxiety is coming from. The, the people, the 8 trillion people are starting to see the world start to fall apart. And there's only like, you know, like I said, with my other friend that's, that's having the problems, there's only one way we, two ways we can deal with it. Like, oh shit, let it all burn. Let it all burn. He just texted me, by the way. That person just texted me. He just texted me. Swear to God. We can let it all burn or, uh, you know, we can try to protect it and, uh, and, and hope for the future. And I'm not trying to make this all, like, you know, preachy. But me, I personally believe that if we, you know just try to do our best to help others and you know that's why I got the vaccination I, I knew it could have killed me but I'm like you know what I, I'm around people so much that I know that I'm I can infect others and I thought that if I got that vaccination I could not infect others and, and I try to stay away from people as much as possible and all these things are giving me anxiety you know so Mike says major dosing exactly exactly so the now, you know, these scientists are saying it. They're like, that's exactly what these psilocybin things do. Like with mushrooms, it, it, it makes these cancer patients who are like, you know, they're, it, they're terminal death. They know that they're going to die. All of a sudden they give them some mushrooms and they feel that like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm part of the, the solar system. Like the solar system is me. I am just a, a passing phase in this. And it really, it strips the ego down. And me and you did that at a, at a young age. 
So, you know, what's interesting about uh, Mr. Otto is he's a pilot. And, and I think about you all the time because, you know, obviously, you know, you're a part of me. So just I can imagine that's just got to be a kind of anxious, anxious and, and interesting situation to be in a helicopter just flying through the world. Like, to me, that's just fucking crazy. Like, that would scare the shit out of me because I'm afraid of heights. So, you know, like, but to other people, I, I you know, I know that you're an a, adrenaline junkie too. So I know that that's probably a way that you relieve stress as well. So that's for me and you. Dipper just a bit, you know? Like, oh no, I don't even want to be in a helicopter <laughs> ever. That scares me. You know, and uh, to think that you're just doing that all the time is is awesome. If you have anything that that gives you anxiety, let me know. But uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, the the okay. So my anxiety since I started doing more things, since I started realizing, oh, especially the cats. So I started this episode with the cats, right? Uh, when I was really sick and and you know my chest was just not feeling well, and I really thought that I was going to die. These doctors were telling me all this crazy shit. I had these cats that were also going through health issues, you know? And so, uh, what's going on, Rondi? So my anxiety book is thick. Mike says, yeah. So, so, you know, I think you have anxiety, uh, animals too, or, or just animals around you. I've seen your, your, uh, your Instagram and I think you've got like a, a chicken or I don't even know what you got, but like, you know, my first cat I got was just dumped off on me because, you know, uh, they were going to kill it if we didn't take it. And I didn't want to get attached to another animal because I had plenty, you know, before I hit the road and started playing with Rondi on stages. And, uh, when you, when you lose your animals, you, you, your heart breaks a little bit. So I don't want to do that. And, uh, so you know, two years ago or something, I get Mr. Magoo, and, you know, I didn't realize it then, but, like, the purr around, you know, him purring around me, and him just biting my face, and, you know, hugging me all the time, and, you know, licking me when I get home, and just being there, that's a, a definite, you know, reliever of stress for me. And now I have this other hairless cat, Mr. Bojangles, or Mrs. Bojangles, sorry, Mrs. Bojangles, and she's just this hairless wonder, and uh, and now when I'm sleeping, I have one on my head and one down below, and, and, and I'll tell you, when uh, when it's just right, I, I, I pet them at the right time, they're both just purring, right? And think about this, I have this weird frequency at the top of my head purr, and then one towards like my you know, stomach or, or feet, it's just, there's no way that you can be anxious with that. You know, there, there's just no way you can be anxious with these cats. Like, at least for me, like, I just fall right asleep. Like, we're just a pack of, like, wild friggin', you know, lions. So, I, I definitely understand these comfort animals. I was talking to another friend this week and, and, you know, she, we couldn't, they're comfort animals or something like that, so. Another thing that, uh, 
you know, since Rondi's here, she knows this too, like, you know, when you're just creating, like, when you create things, whether it be a poem, whether it be a song, the main important thing is just to create that shit. Just start it. Just do it. Don't be so critical. Just start it. And once you start it, then it should just start to flow, you know? And I think a lot of us just stop that initial, you know, begin. I, I've started many things, especially like a song where I just start writing something, even if it's just shenanigans. And then the flow of that shenanigans creates a whole different sequence of events. And uh, then I can go back and erase the first line and change it to what I want. But it's the starting of that, that process that gets you going. And I think a lot of us get anxiety and, and we fear like, oh God, this is going to suck. Well, you know what? You're sucking of something is going to be better than somebody that's not doing something. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can do with anxiety. You know, like if you like taking photos, go take photos, you know, and if people say, hey, your photos suck. Well, you know, for me, you know, when, like critics and critics, when they tell people that, you know, their art is horrible and, uh, you know, I, I read these reviews and I'm just like, sometimes they just break my heart because I think, well, well, hey, critic, hey, reviewer, where's your painting? Where's your art? What have you done to give you the right to tell somebody else that their project is not good? So uh, I think some kind of, sometimes the, the biggest praises don't help you. I think sometimes like when people insult you, it gives you that, that fire to be, to be better. But my point is just to create, 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 and just start it. And don't be so critical on yourself because what's the point, you know? There's no point to be so critical on your own self. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like I said before, we're all going to die. And I think that's that's the... I don't want to be cynical about it, but... You don't want to be on that, that bed. You don't want to be in that freaking deathbed just going, Shit, you know what? What if I wrote that one song? Or, or what if I skateboarded that one curb? What if I, you know, just tried? And uh, I think that's really what it is. And I've been in multiple hospital beds thinking that and, and, and about to just lose this reality and, and promise the higher power that, like, you know, it's time to create. And I think creating anything, anything at all, if it comes from your heart, if it comes from your soul, it, it'll come out, you know, and that helps you tackle anxiety. You know, I, I, I think of David Bowie, okay? David Bowie released an album like three days before he he passed. Think about that. He knew he was going to die. Like, there was no doubt about it. And he's still releasing albums. Like, I remember it. He was creating till the end. And uh, I think that's what we got to do. I think we got to create to the end. And the more we do that, the more that... uh the more anxiety leaves our body, you know? And I, I think anxiety definitely comes from uh, us thinking about ourselves too much and thinking about me, 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 you know, staring at the mirror in the bathroom and, and thinking, you know, what haven't I accomplished? What do I need to accomplish? 
after living through 2019 and 2020 and now 2021, as long as we're all still breathing and standing, you know, that's a lot, you know, and uh, I feel bad for everyone that has passed and lost their businesses and done all these things to, to cause real anxiety. I, I, I get it. The world is definitely in a state of just tenseness. And uh, how do you send, you know, how do you send a whole bunch of comfort animals to, to the world? You know, how do you do that? How do you do that? But uh, I, I definitely think uh, listening to people and hearing their stories, no matter who they are, helps. You know, sometimes just just uh, stepping outside of your shoes, you know, there's a walking in my shoes by Depeche Mode. Uh, you know, if you walked in somebody else's shoes, that's the best for me. Just Just thinking about, you know, thinking about it could be anybody, you know, the, from the president to a homeless man, you know, everyone is interesting and everyone has a purpose. And I think that, uh, you know, the more we realize that, the, the less there is anxiety. And for me personally, I haven't had any bouts of anxiety since I haven't, you know, I had to get through the, the weird, you know, vaccination stages which took me way longer than most people. So it took me like, I think I started feeling better like a month ago and, and I got it about three months ago. So it took me about two months to, to not feel anxious again. I, I'm starting to feel like n normal me again. And, uh, but I've got another cat because of that, you know? So, uh, but I think not being around my friends, like not seeing, being being able to see like Mike Otto, Julia, like the world's still not in the point where we can all like hang out. It's still just kind of like chaotic. And I really think it's gonna be that way till like 2025. You know, what do I know? But I don't, I don't think things are gonna really get under control for quite a while. And that kind of sucks because I want to see everybody. I want to hang out with Jose. I want to hang out with Julia. I want to see Mike Otto for real. Me and Mike Otto can go find Big O and, you know, we can kidnap him like they did in Fishbone. There's this keyboard player in Fishbone. They kidnapped him back in the day and they, you know, forced him. My friend Paul is, he texts me again. That's the guy that I was talking about. I'm tempted to, to tell him, hey, I'm doing this podcast and um, that's why I can't get back to you. Because, you know, sometimes when you don't text people, they think you're dead, you know. But uh, I'll do that quickly. If you guys have any questions about anxiety, you know. Oh, it's about the, uh, the secret, a treasure hunt from the show, I, I won't, I'm not gonna talk about this on the show. I'm I'm live, my friend, on my podcast, and I brought, uh, no, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone, I'll leave it alone. You know why? This is why, because he'll know. And I don't wanna, I don't want him to know it was him. So, sometimes you gotta think before you act. 
I'll respond to him later on tonight. But, uh, anyways, I'm definitely looking for a sign. How do we, how do we, uh, Julia says three years of reconstructed dental surgery. Uh, that's been testing. T I, I agree, you know, teeth are, uh, they're a pain in the ass and people that have to go through surgeries, people that have to go through anything, you know, hip replacements, you know, anything, losing a limb, whatever it may be is tragic. And I think it's the way that we process the information, you know, sometimes, sometimes things are a blessing, you know, and it, it, it gives you um, strength to fight on. Like I broke three of my toes and, and I remember when I couldn't run anymore and like I couldn't run and I run like every day, like 18 miles and, and I couldn't run and just walking, like watching everybody just, you know, you know, do their thing and, and seeing these joggers go by, it just drove me absolutely crazy. And so, you know, I, once it started getting a little bit better, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just like, I'm not just going to candy ass. I'm going to push. And, and I remember just like, like in my head, in my brain, having to force, just force myself to overcome like, like the laziness part of your brain where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. When I was able to overcome that, like, just like, like fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it. Go to that place, that uncomfortable place where you don't want to go. <clears throat> that, that starts to create different pathways in your brain. And I think that's kind of why people do yoga, you know, because when you do yoga and especially when you see people like, you know, balancing upside down and they're, they're just doing crazy shit. Like they're really forcing their brain to, to work out. And it's, it's, kind of like the martial arts that we were talking about before, you know, you it's, it's internal. And when you're using that internal power with your brain, it, it's like working out, you know, working out your soul, you know, uh, and, and that's where you can relieve anxiety. These are all different ways. So I never want to feel anxious again. Uh, I'm not, you know, I heard people want boosters or whatnot. I'm not going to do anything like that. I, I just want to, like I said, I got the vaccination. It messed me up. I'm okay now. Uh, but, uh, I definitely, I, I haven't had any anxiety issues for about, you know, a month, but now that I understand what it's about, I, I get what, uh, I get what people, you know, like when my friend, when I first saw my friend like passed out, I was like, you know, sitting on the floor at my work. I was like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I'm having a, a panic attack. I'm like, what the hell is a panic attack? What, what do you mean panic attack? And she's just like, I can't handle, you know, what's going on. And, and I didn't understand. And then there was this other driver and he's like, oh, it's, he's, he's just like kind of like telling her to, to, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he's just standing there like kind of tugging on her shoulder. And, and I said, Hey, just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. You know, that was my solution. And, uh, I didn't realize like in that moment, it's like, that doesn't help. You know, like when someone's actually having a panic attack, when someone's, you know, 
going through something tragic like that, you saying, hey, just shut up or just, you know, calm down for a second. You can't calm down because your brain is completely spiraling out of control. So that's where, you know, for me, like I said, I was opening windows. I was running outside to to see if the moon was still there, you know? And I know that sounds strange, but I just wanted to know that reality was still reality and, you know, streetcars were still passing and, and uh, everything was okay. And my cat was happy. that's all I got about anxiety if you guys have any other comments about it uh, you know like I said I think the best thing you can do to to overcome anxiety is just create that is the best thing to do just create and be yourself and don't worry about judgment you know who cares what people think about you that's that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of us really care about what others think, and especially you know if, if there's any young youngins caring, you know, youngins watching this show or listening to this show, you know, nobody gives a shit. And I wish I understood that. And someone actually told me that when I was younger, you know, like nobody cares, and and especially now with our phones, it's really hard to. Uh, you know, there could be a thousand, million good bands, and, and it's so diluted with uh, all this, this craziness, but it doesn't matter. As long as you create the message that you want to put out there, if you put out your creation in the sea of, you know, life, you're going to affect somebody, you know, and that's, that's, what real, that's what real art's about, you know, and I feel a lot of artists, I think we're all artists. You know, and we're all forced to just pick these jobs that we're supposed to do. But I, I feel that most of us deep down are artists and we all want to just paint something or, or create something that's going to last. And I think the more that you try to do that, create something more that's going to last uh, beyond you, you know, it'll also help you understand that, yes, when I created this thing, it's going to, it will last beyond me and there's something beyond me. So... Maybe that's what part of reality is about, you know? Julia says, I love being creative, even if it sucks. Photography is my, yes, is her absolute favorite thing. I agree, you're a fantastic photographer. You're creating all the time. It's amazing, and that's what you want to be doing, creating all the time. Creation, creation, creation. That's all I can say. That should battle anxiety. And, uh, but, uh, but for people that, you know, that this is just from my perspective, once again, my perspective, uh, I had a minor brush with anxiety, like it's gone and I don't want to, you know, put off to others that 
you know, suffer from it every day. Like, oh, James is cured because, you know, he meditated and he, he wrote a song, okay? Like, it's not just that. It's just constantly believing that, like, you know, everything will be okay. And, and you're okay in this moment right now. And that was a quote from my friend Luke. So that's the most important thing, that you're okay in this moment right now. And there will be a tomorrow with or without us. And, uh, okay. What, what kind of blows me away is today we had the landing of these, uh, of these, I'm just going to change the subject because I'm, I'm kind of, if you guys have anything you want to say with, uh, with anxiety day by day, yes, go ahead. But, uh, I'm just going to bring up the, 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 the dragon, the dragon spacecraft that came down today that was up in space for like three days. How fucking rad was that? They just, they launched people up in, in, you know, Elon Musk, SpaceX launched, uh, four people up into uh into the space for like three days and uh there's a Netflix documentary I, w- I watched it it's yes the, the dream dragon <laughs> trip 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 to heaven ho walk down to and fro <laughs> got no eyes so um so so yeah these cats just friggin they they weren't astronauts they were just like one girl had cancer at a really young age, and uh, she she was making uh, like money for for St. Jude's for other cancer patients, which I think is just awesome. And uh, they returned, and you know, being from the '80s, I you know every time I see a you know from the '70s, but I mean my my years that I started to remember was the '80s was just remembering the Challenger blow up, and so every time I see one of these you know, these rockets shoot off or land, I'm just like, there's so much anxiety build up. And I wonder if the new generation doesn't feel that because we don't really have so many, uh, you know, failures. You know, you don't see too many uh, people like dying like in the Challenger. That was just tragic. Tragic for all us youngsters. Once again, that was like filling in, you know, the dream dragon man when we were kids we did so much shit bro like we really did we would sneak out just to hang out and ditch we ditch our friends to hang out and we did everything we almost got hit on the 55 freeway when we were like doing art art on the freeway look at that we were doing art on the freeway freeway in the 55 when we were like youngins so all that shit was, those are the best times of your life, you know? That's what people don't realize. When you're 15, 16, 17, 18, those are the best times of your life. And those people that, you know, are with you, they're just priceless. And and I wish I could bring, you know, bring some of them back right now. Like Shauna, just for example, you know? Like, 
I think about her more than I should because she was one of those key figures in our life that, you know, is gone. I miss her a lot. And, and I guarantee PJ the crackhead's still alive, you know? So how does that work? How does that work? What, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? There's this one line by Bob Dylan. I played him earlier and I, I don't, I can't quote it exactly, but it's just something like, you know, I'd pay $10,000 at a drop of a hat if I could sit in the room with like the people, you know, basically from the past, like from back then. And, and it's true. You know, if I could just go back and, and sit in the room just with all of us and realize like what the fuck was gonna go on after what, the innocence that we were living up until then was, you know? Because when you're young, you definitely create uh, your own family, you know? Dave Walker, it, that, it's exactly, Dave Walker, discuss, oh my God, okay. Oh, so yes, we had, an, th this is another thing, we had another family member and he was just, his dad was like a thousand years old and I think he was a doctor and there was just just mental illness with everyone, everyone in that family and he was a, he was a great kid and just, oh, part of the family, part of the family. And then we just all drift away. But what you gotta remember, we didn't have this Facebook, we didn't have, you know, like cell phones weren't even a thing when, when everybody drifted away. So, you know, even now I like will, you know, look for my friends on the interweb now. I really will. Like my, my friends from back in the day, they'll just pop in my head and I'll look for them. You know, Mike said he loved us so much. I, I love him so much still. I hope he is okay. I really do. I hope everything is okay with that guy because yeah, he he was something special and that's what people don't realize you know everyone this is this is not this is not ironic but um that one time there's that picture of like me shauna and and big o and uh we went to um this this is how music connects us mike remember this is our thing at that time we we like we went to san francisco and then we were in that mercedes that she had and we had a tape player, so this was one of the tapes. It was the Violent Femmes, and we would just put that thing in. And then we had Steve Miller, and then we had the Steve Miller band, and then we had the specials. Then we had the specials. Remember that, bro? <laughs> Remember that? Like, I know you weren't there, but like at that time, like those tapes were in the, the tape deck all the time when we were just driving around. So even before we went to, you know, me and me and O went to to and Shauna went there. It was those, that was the shit that we were listening to. I missed her too. Straight, she was dude. She was such a great person. Shauna was amazing. She really was. It's not it's not fair, and that's what I don't understand. Like, what are we still doing here? What what does it mean? What does it fucking mean? You know, and that's why I think I kind of started this this podcast too, because I think when I did. The world is changing and, and I'm getting anxious and, and now it's kind of like the Marvel universe and, and sometimes like some of these shows where like 
you have all your, you know, you see these people and they're there and all of a sudden they just fucking disappear. Like everyone just disappears. It's like, you know, everyone turns to, to it, that's what it felt like in the last couple, last couple years, you know? And so I don't want that to happen. So Mike, this is, this is for real. Me and you've got to make it to like 99 or, or, you know, with all the technology now, fucking Jeff Bezos trying to make people like Thanos, dude, I'm down, bro. Like me and you, we still, I'm retiring in like five years. Me and you are going to fucking party, you know, and we're going to stay alive and, and kidnap the O, tie him up, force him to talk about the old times. I remember one time me and you were, uh, I have a couple more minutes, so I'm just going to reminisce. What's up, Sue? Uh, I remember when, uh, <laughs> when me and you were hanging out in your apartment for the first time and not the first time, but like the 10th time and, and we were just partying like, like rock stars and, and, and we were listening to Deicide fucking deicide and, and we were just up to no good and I just and we were wild wild at 15 maybe yeah 14 15 and then you know your mom wasn't always there she was usually in like the Santa Ana house or something or she was somewhere she happened to come home when we were partying and the look at her face I thought she was going to kill us and then yeah that was your mom was cool. She she yelled at us, but she didn't really do anything. You know, she might have done something to you, but I think... I don't think she could... They, they couldn't do much to us when we were kids. We were we really were fucking wild, you know? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think when you're young, that's a, a form of getting rid of anxiety, too, is to, to push out the... Uh, push the, the reality. Okay, quickly, one more story. We had this buddy, Lee Ping, and I, I might have told the story before, but Lee Ping... He was like our, our buddy that would just go into the go into the, the stores and he would steal like he would steal like Mickey's big malt liquors for us and then we'd go to like Vista Verde School which is no longer there and we just start getting shitty with these Mickey's you know big mouse and and his mom was really crazy and one time I I I clearly remember going to sneak him out of the house at like 3 a.m. I knocked a little bit too loud. She she comes to the door. He's in his underwear. She like just goes ballistic and she throws a chair at him. He kicks the chair back at her. He jumps out the window in his tidy whities and we're on the run. <laughs> and at that point, I had to go give him some clothes and then we moved him into my neighbor's house across the street because they had moved out. So uh, he lived in there for like two months and then there was a real estate uh, agent that walked in one time and uh, he was just drunk with Mickey's and uh, he was he was sitting there and there was a drunk probably 15, 16 year old Asian kid in tidy whities on a mattress that we had and uh, they were like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, this is my house. <laughs> this is my house. So... Then he ran out, of course. Lee Ping. Lee Ping. Where is Lee Ping now? So, 
point is, don't let the world end like the Marvel Universe. Don't let everything disintegrate into dust. Stay alive, everybody. Stay alive. Do shit. Create things. Create, create music. Create comics. Create movies. Create dialogue between lovers. Create whatever. I got one more show to go. I'm doing at 11 o'clock. So that will be with this Justin Lee Fox you see right here. So I'm gonna get off here, everybody. Oh yes, that too, Julia, friends help. Definitely friends help. And that's it, that's, that's what this has all been about. Me sharing stories about Lee Ping, about Mike Otto, you know? Love you, dude, that's what it's about. Love, love, I think that's what it all means. Fucking love, I love you, dude, I'm not kidding. And let's hang out before I fucking retire. Straight up. So I'll be up next. Give me three, three minutes. <laughs>